Think about all those institutional investors that own apartments. Do you think some of those people that are renters would rather live in an apartment or live in a house? I think this gives the opportunity for more people to move into houses and actually have higher quality of life by living in a single family house or even a detached or quadplex than in living in an apartment complex. You are listening to the Passive Wealth Principles Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Harris. When I'm not hosting this podcast, I'm the founder of an award-winning real estate investment firm and actively investing in commercial real estate all over the country. This show allows me to interview, dive deeper, and deconstruct many passive wealth principles, not just from investing, but tactics, strategies, and many fascinating ways in which people have achieved levels of passive wealth. Through my nearly 20-year career as a professional investor, I've built an amazing network of people and come across some super savvy investors. Not only do they have a unique stance on the marketplace, but look at the same problems we all face and many times have come up with a simple but unconventional approach to solving them. This is why I'm so excited for this podcast. It allows me to unpack and have a more in-depth conversations with these special guests. Selfishly, It's a platform where I get to ask the questions that would never come up in a normal conversation and I get a chance to learn and dissect their best strategies and you get to be a part of that process as well. So come be a fly on the wall, enjoy the conversations and these amazing passive wealth principle lessons. Wealth Principles, What I Learned episode. I'm your host, Jake Harris, and this is what I learned from this podcast interview of Jim Shields. Jim is, uh, I say it, and actually in the in the, the full um, recording of it, I said he's a mentor. He's someone that has mentored me, and in, not in a direct sense, as far as like he did not, you know, sit down and get on calls with me or talked. And actually, we haven't even talked in probably three, four, four, I don't know, quite a while, many years uh, that we haven't talked, but he has been impactful in my life because of something that he did. He wrote a book. He wrote a book called The Family Board Meeting and actually he talked about it. And I sat down with him at a dinner table and we talked about this. And what it was is that you have 18 summers with your kids. You have 18 summers. And so what he wanted to do is he put in his own life was the the adventures that he wanted to put into his his family. And then he because he only had these 18 summers, he wanted to make sure that he was carving out time consistently in these board meetings was every quarter he got and and carved out time with each one of his kids and it became their day. So this is something that I've latched onto that I've uh, brought into my life, into my world. You know, we talk about it. I was not, and I'm not a hundred percent consistent of it, but nobody uh, ultimately is. And that maybe gives me a little bit of, um, you know, comfort. And we actually joked about how the perfect family doesn't exist, but at least maybe the sitcom version of it on television. And so I'm actually going to steal this. And so like the perfect sitcom family, 20 minutes worth of in a given week, we actually can do that. I bet you we can carve out 20 minutes of perfection every single week out of seven days. We probably have 20 minutes of it that is perfectly and aligned and and good. Uh, Maybe not every week, but uh, a lot of weeks. And so our family is a work in progress. We are still, you know, trial and error and working through some of these things. But this episode was super fantastic and, and informative because Jim and I shared 
similar or at least some parallel paths. He's a little bit earlier on in that. He was buying bulk foreclosures, fixing and flipping houses and done this, you know, hundreds and thousands of times. But what he did and discovered was a build to rent product. Build to rent is massive as far as for opportunities to build long-term wealth. And the reason being is that these single family houses and what he has also created a niche of doing some duplexes and quadplexes is unlocking the ability to have some cash flow, but also the huge appreciation on an asset that is a brand new, you know, pristine um, property. If you're fixing up older houses, single family houses, even something built in the 2000s, now 20 years old, is what you're going to do is you're going to have so many expenses related to that, especially in the first few years of owning it, is you're going to get what he calls the three-year curse. At year three, you're going to have all these expenses coming up to that particular asset, and you're going to have longer tenant turnover and a lot of other costs related to that. And so then he just realized if it's easier to build them brand new, and you can kind of skip over that or really reduce that by using build-to-rent, new construction, homes, duplexes, and quadplexes. I think this is a fantastic investment vehicle that a lot of other people should be looking into because it gives you the ability to really control what it is that you're building. You can actually build for efficiency. You can actually build for a community, build for stickiness of tenants. You can build in specific areas around a good school district. You can build around, you know, big community spaces. But this build to rent space is new. I say relatively new in the last decade or so. It's probably emerged and it becomes it's a new investment category. Uh, still, a lot of people are apprehensive about it because institutional capital is now owning all these single family houses and it's hurting the American dream. I disagree with that. I actually think that uh, people want to live in a house. And so think about all those institutional investors that own apartments. Do you think some of those people that are renters would rather live in an apartment or live in a house? And so I, I think this gives the opportunity for more people to move into houses and actually have higher quality of life by living in a single family house or even a detached or quadplex than in living in an apartment complex. There's pros and cons to each one of those. But to me, we have a massive housing shortage in this country. Residential unit shortage is somewhere between four and six million dollars, depending on what statistics you dig into because of, you know, population growth and migration and other things related to, to the United States. Like we do not have enough residential units. So it's not hurting the American dream of home ownership. And actually I'd argue that interest rates are doing a much you know, more impactful job of stymieing uh, homeownership in the American dream. The Fed is hurting more people than, you know, institutional capital, the Blackstones and Blackrocks and, and you know, uh, investors owning, you know, tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of homes across the country. There's millions and millions of houses short. And I actually think somebody that needs to fill that gap to keep those prices in check. So I am a big, big believer in this space. And I think this is something that Jim has really unlocked. And he actually created some super interesting things. And I briefly touched on it, the duplexes and quadplexes. By layering those into his portfolios, it actually unlocks the ability to get more cash flow. 
Hey, I wanted to take a quick moment to talk about something I get asked about quite a lot. Who does my social media video edits? Well, lucky day, I'm gonna share that now. It's Fat Unicorn Media. Whether you're in real estate or not, Fat Unicorn Media is super clever with some very exciting video edits on the short form video content. And they specialize in it for real estate professionals. They know how to talk like real estate pros because that's exactly what they do as their niche specialty. If you're looking to elevate your video content and social media game, visit them at Fat unicornmedia.com and book a free 15 minute call to see if they can help you too. It's been a game changer for me. It's freed up so much of my time. They are literally the who, not the how. I believe it'll work for you as well. Thanks to Fat Unicorn Media for sponsoring today's episode. And now back to the show. That's one of the challenges of single family rentals as a whole is like they don't do very well on cash flow. They're very limited, very tight on cash flow because of the costs and the expenses and the tenant turnover and their bigger square footage, but you're going to get much better appreciation. So how do you combine those two by taking that and putting in some duplexes, putting in some quads, you're going to be able to get both of those and also building within a owner kind of you know, cohort of, of homes. So like you're building within a community that 800 for sale homes and only having a couple hundred rental properties, you're going to maintain higher values and better appreciation. Those are some of those things that I just think is super nuanced that he is doing. And I also want to say that what I learned from this was he I talked about this and called the burn the ships. And this was like Cortez, you know, or conquistador elements was like burn the ships. There's the only way that we're going to get back home is if we win. Well, that's what a lot of flipping houses has been. And at least in my experience was like, you needed to go all in, all in, all in, you know, to get to the next level, to get to the next level, to get to the next level. And he gave some advice that I think is super, super critical. If he was to start over or he was to do it again, he would own less property but higher quality with lower amounts of debt. I think that is gold. I've seen this repeated several times over. I've worked with family offices. I've worked with high net worth individuals. And it is the asset that is of high quality with low amounts of debt. And so concrete, tilt wall, industrial you know, flex industrial buildings. These things are as bulletproof as they get. And just having those, that becomes such a steady eddy appreciation and cash flow play. Single family homes that are built, purpose built for rentals, I think is one of these other things that is a nugget that is an opportunistically people can position into. You may not be able to buy a hundred homes, but you can take advantage of being part of funds like gyms that you can, you know, jump into that you can gain some experience or you can buy a handful of those within a, an entire portfolio of a build to rent community. And so the, again, this is just something that I think is we're still very, very early on in this um, cycle for this build to rent. And I think there's a long, long path uh, available to this. We talked into this was like, you know, some of the mistakes that people oftentimes make, especially early on in real estate, is they don't know how to do due diligence. They don't know how to figure out some of these things. They don't know how to be a builder. And to be honest, Jim admits, he's like, I'm not a good builder, but my business partner is. He's better at his roles. And I think that's one of the things that is incredibly important. 
is you don't win a game of chess by being all kings. What you need to do is you need specialized people to work. You need people that are rooks and bishops and knights and pawns and other things. And I'm not saying that in a belittling of people, but what you need to do, or like as Jim said in this episode, you need a quarterback and a running back. You don't need two quarterbacks. And so what happens is you need to find these specialized roles in your organization that allow you to efficiently and grow to these next set of levels and being authentic and honest with yourself that you have skills, but there's lots of things that you do not have skills in. So be honest with yourself, dive into that, and then reflect and say, where are you really awesome and where are you not? Don't try to improve those things that you're not, but maybe there's an opportunity to partner, to hire, to work with somebody else that complements the things that you're not good at. And that is what can really truly unlock your ability to spend more time with your family, start building some of these passive wealth um, you know, tools and tricks and investment you know, techniques. And that's what this episode, and this is what we keep, or I'm talking about, is how do you unlock that to stop working and trading your time for money. So if you want to know more about this, you can go to PassiveWealth.com. You can subscribe to the newsletter that comes out for free every single week that I talk about these things. I highlight some of these investment uh, criteria. We dive into some due diligence. We run through some of these and some of it's just building out your ideal dream life. What is it that you want in the future? I think there's so few people that actually sit down and then say, what is it that I want? Woulda, coulda, shoulda. But if you don't actually map those out, then put them to goals, you know, write down those goals and then create a plan for it. It seems pretty simple. It seems like, hey, just having the information is enough. But in reality, it's not. If information was enough, we would all be billionaires with six-pack abs tell you I'm not a billionaire with six pack abs. So like what it is, is I still struggle with elements of this. I am not perfect. And so what I want you to do is being around a community of people that are trying to get better, understand and pick each other up. So that passivewealth.com is a way for you to connect, connect with the community, a free Facebook group, this newsletter, you know, work through some coaching and some mentoring, some other things like that. So you, you can speed this up. So again, you can stop trading your time for money, spend more time because that's why people want to do all these things of having success in business is oftentimes to spend more time with their family or working out or doing the things that you truly, truly appreciate. So this has been another, what I learned episodes. This one was with Jim Shields. You should check out the, uh, full format. Um, Spotify, iTunes, wherever else you listen to them. Look forward to connecting up with you guys again soon. See you later. I hope you enjoyed that episode today on Passive Wealth Principles Podcast. Make sure to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to this on. If the episode made you think of someone, go ahead and take a screenshot and share this episode with them. You can tag us or find us as a podcast at Catch Knives or me personally at jake.realestate. For those investors that are listening to this and want to be able to take advantage of distressed investing opportunities, a perfect place to start is my best-selling book, which also happens to be called Catching Knives. It's a full breakdown and guide on how I and many of my partners take advantage of opportunities in distressed commercial real estate. Go to www.catchkniveswithans.com and grab the book there as there's a few book bonuses that I know you'll love. Once again, www.catchkniveswithans.com. Take care and I'll see you in the next episode.